embedded through my preaching, praying, and pastoral caregiving. I've been telling you, and to be sure, I have been telling myself, that lamentation is every bit a biblical and valid, a spiritual practice as praise and thanksgiving. I have been adamant that we cannot Pollyanna our way through a pandemic. We cannot demand cheerfulness in the face of pestilence, grief, and uncertainty. I have shared with you in public proclamation and private conversation my conviction that God draws near to us in our pain, embraces us in our sorrow, and attends to us in our anger. I believe with my whole heart that God prefers authenticity and honesty over affectation and obligation. For many of us, 2020 is a year in which our most honest and authentic prayers might actually have to be bleeped out if they were broadcast on national television. Don't worry, though, even though I'm pretty sure you can curse on YouTube, I am not planning to do so in this sermon. So yeah, I didn't want to preach this text with its chipper admonitions to rejoice always and give thanks in every situation. I reluctantly decided to do so because, as Paul goes on to say, one should not suppress the spirit or brush off spirit-inspired messages. This was one of those times the spirit was ruthlessly clear. Yes, it is appropriate to let loose and hurl our lamentations before God's feet. It is also right and good to take a deep breath and offer our heartfelt thanksgivings. This is, after all, how the Psalms teach us to pray. Those lamentations burning with agony are followed by prayers of exaltation. Our tradition gives us the grace for our prayers to be both and. I do not actually think Paul is pressuring Christians to always look on the bright side of life. He's daring us to do something far more radical than that. Rejoicing always isn't about averting our eyes from tragedy. Rejoicing always is about staring tragedy down and defiantly proclaiming that in Christ, death does not have the final word. Giving thanks in every situation does not mean forcing ourselves to be grateful for our hardships. Giving thanks is about gratefully trusting God's presence and provision are often most evident when our hearts are breaking. It's no wonder that Leonard Cohen's song is so darn popular. 
the cold and broken hallelujah resonates with people who have praised God with tears streaming down their cheeks. A few years ago, I found myself in such a state. I was in a bad way, unable to shake off a depression. I went on a retreat where I spent much of the morning walking through the woods as huge snowflakes drifted from the skies. The spiritual directors leading the retreat had encouraged us to carry two fundamental truths with us throughout the day. God is here and I am loved. God is here and I am loved. I repeated these words as a sort of mantra as I trudged along the path. God is here and I am loved. God is here and there is an enormous eagle on that branch overhanging the lake. Anne Lamott says there are three prayers, help, thanks, and wow. And all three were on my heart as I marveled at this enormous and beautiful eagle. Later that day, I had an opportunity to spend an hour with one of the spiritual directors. Let's just say there was a lot of lamentation involved and nearly an entire box of tissues. But there was something else there too, a glimmer of gratitude that had something to do with the snow, something to do with that eagle, and something to do with the revelation that in my darkest hour, I really did believe the mantra I had been given. God is here and I am loved. My tears of grief and sorrow gave way to tears of gratitude and astonishment. The spiritual director sent me on my way with a prayer attributed to a Puritan Christian called the Valley of Vision. Pray it with me now. Lord, high and holy, meek and lowly, Thou hast brought me to the valley of vision where I live in the depths but see thee in the heights. Hemmed in by mountains of sin, I behold thy glory. Help me learn by paradox that the way down is the way up, that to be low is to be high, that the broken heart is the healed heart, that the contrite spirit is the rejoicing spirit, that the repenting soul is the victorious soul, that to have nothing is to possess all, that to bear the cross is to wear the crown, that to give is to receive, that the valley is the place of vision. Lord, in the daytime, stars can be seen from deepest wells, deepest wells. And the deeper the wells, the brighter thy stars shine. 
Let me find thy light in my darkness, thy life in my death, thy joy in my sorrow, thy grace in my sin, thy riches in my poverty, thy glory in my valley. Amen. Friends, maybe this is a strange word to be sharing the week before Thanksgiving. But from where I see it, we are in a valley. And our spiritual ancestors clearly knew a thing or two about the valley. So let us echo the wisdom of the Puritans, learning by paradox that the way of lamentation is the way of gratitude. And let us embody the faith of Paul, giving thanks in all situations. God is here, even here, even now. And we are so loved, especially here especially now. Thanks be to God. Amen.